Hello, weary listener. How are you? You must be very confused right now, huh? Where's Rutherford, you ask yourself? Maybe you're curled up in bed, poured yourself a nice cup of hot cocoa, and got ready to listen to the final episode of the Salmonville Ladder Writer. Or maybe you were masturbating with a share album playing in the background for ambiance, and this podcast came back on by accident. Either way, you're dying to know who the Salmonville Letter Writer really is. Is it Esme Brighton? Is Esme taking the fall for someone else? Who could that be? Well, weary, puny, piece-of-shit, motherfucking little-ass listener, I have no idea what the answer to that is. I'm just fucking around with Rutherford's microphone. <laughs> uh... Hey, what the fuck are you doing in here? Oh, I, uh... I was just waiting for you to, uh, was I not supposed to touch that? I didn't, I didn't know that, but honestly, you should have said something. Listen, I have no idea who you are or why you're in my apartment, but before I call the cops, I have one question. Do you have any cocaine to sell? Uh, yeah. Fine, you can stay, but what were you talking about just then? Yeah, you know what? Just, uh, before you tell me, one second. Alright. Uh, Samuelville hiatus over. Rutherford is back. Fuck yes. Whew. What is your name? everybody. My name is Rutherford Winchester, and this is the Salmonville Letter Writer. It's been three long months since you've last heard from me. Did you miss me? I bet you did. In the last episode, I left Salmonville in defeat without having solved the Salmonville Letter Writer case. After that, I returned home to New York and began a long series of intensive interviews with Banksy for an upcoming series I'm working on about the underground New York art scene. It's called We All Have Trust Funds. I'd love to share some of that with you, but I forgot to plug in my microphone. Like the entire fucking time. Three months, never checked if I was recording. Banksy has awesome drugs. But just yesterday, I got a call from my boss, Jack Camucci. Hey, Rutherford, is this a bad time? We, yeah, yeah, Banksy is painting a mural right now. It's, it's a guy taking a shit, but he's shitting out the TikTok logo instead of poop. That sounds awful. Look, I need to talk to you about two things. Okay. First one is that your dad died last night. Oh my god, what? For about five minutes. Oh. I forgot to give him his orphan blood injection last night. He's fine. But he keeps speaking in tongues and saying that Jesus will return on March 26th, 2024. Oh yeah, that's uh, that usually goes away in a week or two. But I'm really calling about getting you back into Salmonville. I've been getting a lot of emails looking for a follow-up. What would there be to follow up? I couldn't get to the bottom of it. Yeah, but the twist at the end? Esme's phone call? Her what? I don't listen to the podcast. I... Okay, look, Rutherford. Your dad is building a crucifix, and I'm worried he's going to get hurt, so I have to go. But I'm sending you back up to Salmonville to do a follow-up episode. You leave tonight. But I'm interviewing Banksy! 
Rutherford, that's not Banksy. You keep following around a bunch of mice in a trench coat that you think is Banksy. It's not Banksy. It's Banksy! Indeed, Esme left me a taped confession that I did not report to the police. Just kind of, just kind of missed that one, I guess. But returning to Salmonville was strange. In a lot of ways, I dreaded going back. You know, while I made some of my dear friends in my time there, I also made a lot of enemies. Who knows what could be awaiting me there? But I called Randy to let him know that I was on the way and that I had big, big news. Oh, hi, Rutherford. It's so good to see you. Hey, you too, Randy. It's been way too long, buddy. How's Salmonville treating you? It's pretty good. A kid threw a rock at me when I was walking in here, though. He had big teeth. I don't know what it was about this kid, but he had, like, huge fucking teeth. Oh, that's just Timmy. I pay him to keep an eye on things out there for me while I'm doing mayor stuff. I sort of took him under my wing. Uh, His home life is pretty bad. His parents are really into theater. Oof. Well, I mean, if I was his parents, I wouldn't love him because, like I said, the fucking teeth are just insane. But, you know, I'm glad you're helping him out. But hey, how are things here, you know? Are you doing any big mayor stuff? Yeah, yeah, of course. I've been doing a ton of stuff around here. For one, I've issued a pardon for Edward Snowden. But it's a trap. I'm gonna kill that bastard myself for Obama. Oh, nice. I also hired a new chief of police. Right, uh, was I, um, his name was Officer Post, right? No, 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 he wasn't cutting it. I hired Billy Parker. He was the first hire from my Prisoner to Cop initiative. What? Wait, Billy Parker? The guy who killed all those security guards? Oh, come on, Rutherford. He hasn't killed a guard in, like, seven years. Three years, Randy. Look, I even got this chip from Prison Guard Killing Anonymous. Oh, right. Three years. You've grown a lot since then, haven't you? Eh, kinda. You know, I went into a coma after drinking too much toilet wine. Which is kinda why I never killed no one these last few years. I killed a whole lot of people in my dreams, though. It was the letter writer who drove you to kill, after all. Yeah. In the two months since Billy Parker has taken over the Salmonville PD, crime rates have plummeted. Yeah, we don't really arrest anyone. Unless they do something really, really fucked up. You know, like like tweeting something I don't really agree with. I'm cool with the petty crimes, though, you know. Stealing fucking Grand Theft Auto, murder, all that shit's that's fine with me. I was a little afraid of Billy. I'm not going to lie. He was a fucked up dude. Best part, I have my own set of keys for the morgue. You know, sometimes I go down there and I just sit on one of those metal tables. Just thinking, you know. Smelling. Inhaling, really. I kind of feel like the formaldehyde kind of kicks my murder fantasies into the next year. You know, normal cop shit. But I knew I had to talk to both of them about Esme's voicemail. Rutherford, you look nervous. What's wrong? Well, I should have told you this three months ago, but I missed a call in my hotel room the day I left Salmonville. It was Esme Bright, the the post office lady. She admitted to being the Salmonville letter writer. Yep. Yeah. What, you guys knew? Look, Rutherford, you're my friend, but I'm still a cop at heart. I had your phones tapped the moment we met. 
We arrested Esma a couple months ago. She's being held at the Salmonville Women's Prison right now. Wow, I don't like that you've been recording me, but why didn't you call me? We did. You answered once, but it seemed like you were in the middle of something important. Listen, buddy, it sounded like you were masturbating, okay? I mean, Jesus Christ, were you wearing a costume, too? I don't know, it sounded like you were doing some kind of character. Hey, <laughs> uh, yeah, nothing else in that conversation was important. Um, yeah, uh, 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 um, sorry. Apparently, Esme had spent the last three months incarcerated in the Salmonville Women's Prison while awaiting her trial in the letter writer case. She has not spoken to the press prior to this interview. So yeah, it's been about three months in the can. And I fucking love it here. <laughs> you love it in prison? Well, I'm sure I'd hate it in any prison that isn't in fucking Salmonville. But seriously, I'm having a fucking blast in here. I mean, look at these. Why do you have the keys to a Jeep Grand Cherokee? I used to have a Jeep. I'm a big Jeep guy. It's one of the God's cars. I won it in a game of cards. You see, Rutherford... I'm going to let you in on a little something. Because you're clearly going to be serving some jail time soon, so let me help you out. <laughs> what, what fucking warrants in Memphis are you talking about, Esme? Grow up. Okay, I get it. But you cut me off one more time and see how deep this prison sport goes into your eye socket. <sighs> like I was saying, if you're ever going to go to jail, you're going to want to be in Salmonville. Obviously... Everywhere you go, all prison guards are morons. But usually, the idiot guards are as violent as they are stupid. But in Salmonville, oh boy, the guards are just stupid. I mean, no physical capacity whatsoever. There isn't one guard with even an ounce of upper body strength. You can get away with just about anything here. I mean, just last week, one of the guards slipped on a crudely placed banana peel, and he passed out. <sighs> Yeah, what a premise! What the fuck did I say about cutting me off? I, um, I'm sorry. Let me ask you something. Do you think anyone would miss you if I killed you? I don't think so. I could kill you right here and no one would bat an eye. In fact, I might even get an award. <laughs> I mean, Esme, come on. He slipped on a banana peel? That's fucking gold. Yeah, he passed out like a light. So... Get this, right? I changed out of my jumpsuit and put on his guard uniform. The guy didn't even fucking notice. We switched places for a week until, you know, then I got bored. Wow. Insane. I think I have enough about people in Salmonville, though. Can we kind of go back to the letter writer case? I fucked his wife, too. Can we please talk about your case? She's coming by for a conjugal visit next week. I mean, this woman is addicted. Esme, we we really have to talk about the case. I would sit down with Esme a few more times before her trial. But first, I had to get a sense of how Salmonville was dealing with the arrest. I went to my longtime friend, historian and judge, Lester Stanby. Rutherford, man, it's been way too long. Yeah, I know. It's been about three months. Really? Jesus Christ, I thought it'd been a week. Time really flies when you're in a prison in Guatemala. What do you want to talk about? Uh, that's... I. You know what? I don't have time. I'm not going to ask any follow-up questions. Well, Esme Bright's trial is coming up. I wanted to get your take on things. 
Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, look, Rutherford, I'm actually going to be presiding over that trial, so I can't really comment publicly, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, fuck. Lester, you actually had me going there for a minute. <coughs> ah, no, yeah. No, nah, no, nah, she's totally guilty, though. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, what have people around town been saying, though? Also, can I have a hit of that? No one really cares, if I'm being honest. Everybody who was around for the letter writer thing is old as fuck now, and no one talks to them long enough to hear their opinions on literally anything. But if you ask me, Esme can't be the only one behind the letters. Sure, she'd deliver them, which is a perfect cover, but how is she getting her intel? Lester, that doesn't taste like weed, man. <coughs> now, you know, that's actually a really good point. <coughs> I am a very smart guy, dude. Play some music. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Martial Law with Mindy Marshall. The only feminist podcast with a right-wing slant. Coming up on today's show, how your senator's husband's affair can revitalize your marriage. But first, I'm sitting down with the mayor of my former hometown, Salmonville. Welcome to the show, Randy Peterson. Why, thank you, Mindy. I'm so happy to be here. I see you've brought a friend with you. Oh, yes. This is my personal friend and spiritual advisor, Rutherford Winchester. He's been doing a podcast about the Semiville letter writer case. Hey, Mindy, I... I don't speak to other podcasters, and oh, I expect okay. you to be All quiet. Right. Mr. Mayor... Guess I'm not fucking talking. Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. Ask Randy a question. Do you have any comment on the arrest of Esme Bright? Sure, Mindy. If I were to comment on a Facebook post about her arrest, I would say, OMG, never thought I'd see the day. I wish I had someone here to share this moment with me. But here I am, sitting here alone in my robe, drinking some wine, the other empty glass mocking me. And then I would post my home address on Craigslist. But now, if I were to come in as the mayor, I would say that I trust the Salmonville PD with all of my heart and am confident that our district attorney's office will garner a conviction. And tell me a little more about the district attorney. Well, his name is Colton Baldridge. He's been our DA for a few years now, and the man is just a conviction machine. Right, right. Um, but... Do you find his involvement in the Coney 2012 campaign problematic? Mindy, is that you? No, it can't be. Mindy, give me a second. Quarreling gets really difficult when you're in your 60s. What are you doing here? I thought you were at Fox News. I'm still with Fox. I'm just here recording my podcast, Martial Law, with Mindy Marshall. You're recording Martial Law with Mindy Marshall here? Well, she sure is. I'm actually doing a guest spot on Martial Law with Mindy Marshall right now. I can't believe you're recording Martial Law with Mindy Marshall here. This is where I record my podcast. I am a baby with Chet Firestorm the baby. 
No way! You record I'm a baby with Chet Firestorm the baby here? Hey, Randy, Chet, you you guys kind of sound the same. You're recording I am a baby with Chet Firestorm the baby on the same soundstage that I'm recording Martial Law with Mindy Marshall? Yes, Mindy, just like old times. While you record Martial Law with Mindy Marshall, I'll be recording I am a baby with... The district attorney for Salmonville was Colton Baldridge. Hey, listen, Colton Baldridge is the classic Southern lawyer. He's got a real thick accent. He dresses like Colonel Sanders. He smokes out of a corncob pipe in restaurants filled with children. That kind of guy. He was born in Connecticut. I was only able to speak with Baldridge for a handful of minutes, but I got the sense that he was a no-nonsense type of guy. Listen here, what did you say your name was? Uh, Rutherford. Listen here, Riddler. The Salmonville letter writer case is surely gonna be the trial of the century. A trial bigger than O.J. or when Ted the Bear got himself legally emancipated from that documentary, Ted 2. It has come to my attention that Ted 2 is not a documentary, but my point still stands. We've had wonderful assistance from the FBI, so I'm pretty confident in our case. Federal agent Fifi Green, who appeared on previous episodes of the Salmonville Letter Writer, was brought on to assist with the prosecution's case. I didn't miss Salmonville at all, but with the Letter Writer case stuck with me for years, I wanted to put them behind bars, and the agency let me bring along a new recruit. Tell them your name. Paperwork, bitch. Tell them your full name. Paperwork and agent misconduct cover-up, bitch. His real name was Dan, I think. I think it was Dan. I think Salmonville is nice. Anywhere with Fifi is nice. PB, shut the fuck up. Go get me some kombucha. But you hate kombucha. You, you, you throw it at me. Get the kombucha. Glass bottle. Anyway, when I heard the post lady got locked up, I was happy. But I don't think she could have done it alone. We're worried that her lawyers are going to pin it on somebody else. I think that guy had Stockholm Syndrome. I've had that a few times. It's fucking... Shit is tough to break. You know, best of luck to you, paperwork bit. Dan. Dan. Esme's lawyer is another previous guest from the show. Michaela Feathers. When I'm working on a case, I don't let things like facts get in the way. I don't present evidence. I give the jury a story. There's no law saying the story has to be true. Or at least no law that actually means that. Yeah, I brought on Michaela Feathers because she's all about publicity. She'll get my case out there. Esme is extremely guarded in our interviews. Rutherford, I only come to these visits so I can make fun of you. You know, I may have said this before, but you have a really fucked up face. You know that old joke? Oh, what is it? Okay, yeah, the one about having a face for radio? You don't have a face for radio. I mean, my guy, you don't even have a face for Morse code or a fucking handwritten letter. But I could tell that she and Michaela had an ace in the hole that they weren't telling me about. We're confident that we'll be able to prove that Esme, while guilty of delivering the letter writer's threats, was not the driving force behind the letter writer. She's a pawn, you know, like any female character in Game of Thrones. I know how to torment, Rutherford. Did I torment people? Yeah. Would I torment them again? <laughs> Absolutely. Do I torment people in here, though? 
Again, 100%, yeah, I love it. But you got to think about this logically, right? How would I have known all that stuff that was in the letter? You think I wasn't being fed info? Who is feeding you info? Why would I tell this coked up loser anything? Esme is really fucking mean, okay? It's just, it's a lot sometimes. I've been dealing with it a lot, and it's just tough. I don't like the way she talks to me. <laughs> with the trial fast approaching, I sat down with Randy Peterson. And so I say to him, I say, Okay, if you're an undercover police officer, and you're an undercover police officer, where's JFK's assassin? <laughs> ah, <laughs> yes. Randy, yes. God. Um, so, look, the, the trial's in a few days. How are you feeling? Very horny. I just took a Viagra by accident. How was I supposed to know? These pills look just like my dog's heart medication. Oh, you meant the trial. Well, it's all pretty surreal. I had suspected Esme, but... There was never any evidence to back it up. Hell, there still isn't. But we got a confession. Do you think you'll be called to testify? God, Rutherford, your legs go on for days. Randy, this is such a weird side of you. I... God, stop. Sorry, Rutherford. If I do, I'll tell him whatever I know. I'll be at the trial for sure, though. I need to know how Esme pulled this off. Hey, boys, anybody want to party? Shouldn't you be getting ready for the trial? What do you mean? My PCP guy is bringing stuff by tomorrow. Hey, by any chance, did you... Yeah, Rutherford, I got you some. <laughs> Thank you. You two boys in your sense of humor. <sighs> oh. It's the night before the trial. After all this time, I'm actually about to see the trial of the Salmonville letter writer. And I, I can't believe that. I can't believe we've come so far. Wow. I spoke with Esme one more time. Eh, I'm not really nervous. Hell, I'm doing at least some time, right? But I'm doing great, so I can handle whatever. Hey, God, yeah, you, over there, pudgy, why don't you get me a fucking beer? God, they never have twist-offs in the God fridge, do they? Open it, loser. Oh my God, Jesus Christ! Jesus, he used his mouth. He, he, he ripped the tooth from the gum. Just get ready for the trial tomorrow, Rutherford. It's gonna be one hell of a show. Randy drove me to the trial. Hey, man, uh, really, thank you for the ride. Uh, I feel like I should just warn you ahead of time. I have a guy staying at my, my hotel right now, and uh, he gave me a pill, and I feel like it's it's kicking in. I want to just, you know, act normal, but I, I just feel like I should let you know that, okay? Um, but, all right, uh, Randy, what do you think is going to happen today? Well, I think it's pretty obvious. Esme's going to stay in prison, which... She honestly seems to like. Hell, prison here does seem pretty fun. Billy talks about it all the time. It's like living in a giant podcast where a bunch of dudes just chill out and talk. And kill guards. And kill guards, yes. 
I don't know, Randy. I just feel like something big is going to happen, you know? But after today, it's over. Can you believe that? It's it's over. Yeah. We've had quite the journey, eh, Rutherford? Yeah, yeah, we have. We really, really we we uh we should take a trip. We that's what we should do. We should take a trip. Just you and me, you know? After the trial. Yeah, a, tr- a, a trip. We're going to go on a trip. We're going to we're going to go to the beach, Randy. We're going to have some some mimosas, just you and me. It's the boys. Don't tell Lester. I'd never tell Lester a thing. Well, we're just about here. You ready, Rutherford? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. Um I uh I I got to mellow out though. I I I need a second, all right? I I I I can't believe that I'm here. I've actually seen this thing the whole way through. I made a podcast that's better than fucking cereal. I mean, that's not that hard, but I you know, I did it. <sighs> Okay, all right. I feel better. I I feel even now, you know? I feel even. You're a great journalist, Rutherford. I am a great journalist. The following material is all comprised of courtroom recordings from the trial of Esme Bright. In Salmonville, all trials have to be completed within one setting, as data shows that the average Salmonville resident is unable to retain any information beyond 24 hours. Esme's trial lasted 17 hours. As a result of this, I've had to cut entire bits of testimony. You can hear bonus audio if you subscribe to my OnlyFans account. While you're there, check out some pictures of my asshole from an extremely jarring angle. Judge Lester Stanby presided over the case, while Colton Baldridge speaks for the state and Michaela Feathers speaks on behalf of Esme Bright. Good morning. Jesus Christ, I'm never buying weed from Italians again. All right, uh, okay. Um, it marks the beginning of the people of Salmonville versus Esme Bright. I want a nice, clean trial. No sheep shots. No flirting. We'll, uh, uh, we'll only resort to mud wrestling if the jury is deadlocked. Mrs. Feathers, am I to believe that your client is pleading guilty? Hello, Your Honor. My client is pleading guilty to the delivery of materials that were later connected to extortion. However, she maintains that she did not write the letters. Your Honor, with all due respect to the court, the only thing the accused Mrs. Bright can maintain is that awful, awful accent. You got a problem with my voice, pretty boy? Why don't you loan me your fucking vocal cords for a minute? Order! God, can we not fucking... I'm really fucked up right now. Which one of you wants to go first? Uh, Your Honor, the law states that the state present their evidence first, so... (laughs) Whatever, buzzkill. Mr. Baldridge, opening statement time. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen of Salmonville, scary times we live in, hmm? Evil lurks around every corner. It's permeated our pop culture. You see it every day on the news. Horrifying headlines. Headlines that say things about the national deficit, global warming, young Sheldon, all sorts of kooky, crazy stuff. And there's nothing any one of us can do about the last three things I mentioned. But you know what we can control? Our town. 
the accused, Esme Bright, let evil into our town for the first time. Now, sure, we briefly gave Jack the Ripper asylum back in the 1800s, but that was different. Esme, who is much worse than Jack the Ripper, unleashed an all-out assault on Salmonville. But instead of using guns or poison like a true Salmonvillian, she used words. <gasps> what kind of coward would resort to using words before violence? Is that how we're raised in Salmonville? I think not. Fuck you, Colton. I never use words unless I absolutely have to. Why don't you come over here with that pumpkin-sized head of yours and let me prove it? Too little, too late, Mrs. Bright. I ask you, dear jury, to do one thing. Remember the pain the letter writer caused you and your family. The pain she caused this city. Take that pain. Use that pain. Let it cloud your better judgment. Take that pain and exercise it by blindly believing whatever it is I tell you to believe. Thank you all so much. Miss Feathers, you're up next. Do you want a hit before you go up? I would love to, Your Honor, but I read that marijuana could be a slippery slope to stronger drugs. Therefore, I only steal pills from my grandmother now. <coughs> Sick, dude. Well, just go on. Guys and dolls of the jury, I'm not sure if there's 12 or 18 of you, but you all seem so lovely. My name is Michaela Feathers. You may recognize me from my brief appearance on the Netflix docu-series Making a Murderer. I was the woman who briefly married one of the guys accused of murder. But I digress. My client, Esme Bright, committed a crime. But haven't we all? Who amongst you on this jury hasn't broken the speed limit, jaywalked, or even hit a cat with your car and just kept driving? Guilty! Sorry, go, go ahead. Esme was involved in the letter writer's plan, but she was merely a pawn, as we intend to prove. Esme, a postal carrier by profession, was approached by a wealthy benefactor who used information about Esme's previous involvement with the Church of Scientology. Praise be to Zeno! Oh, whatever, I actually don't remember much of that. To force Esme to participate in the spreading of letters. That woman is one we all know in Salmonville, Beatrix Lamond. What the fuck? I didn't do anything. Order in the court. Rutherford, do you hear this? Huh, huh, what? R what? Randy, what? Fuck. Esme had just pointed a finger at Beatrix Lamond, granddaughter of Jeff Lamond, who was once accused of being the letter writer himself as the person behind the Salmonville letters. In many ways, Beatrix does fit the bill. Lamond would have had access to money and the governmental information that was obviously used by the Salmonville letter writer. She had also previously declined interviews with me following the airing of episode 7. I'm not sure why. No, Rutherford, I, I'm not going to agree to another interview. You broke into my house last time. One of the guards is still in the hospital after you made him take all that melatonin. Alright, now we finally have order in the court. The defense can get started. Before that, I just want to give a quick thanks to the Salmonville Brewery who provided beer and whiskey for the court and jury. Mr. Caldridge, who is your first witness? Your Honor, I called Johnny Johnson 
to the stand. Hello, uh, my name is Johnny Johnson, brother to John Johnson, son of Jonathan Johnson. I also just had another son who I named Axel. He's going to be a real douchebag. Mr. Johnson, how did you become aware of the Salmonville letter writer? My big brother got blackmailed back in 73. Caused a huge fight that ended up getting him killed. And do you recognize Mrs. Bright? Yep. She used to bring me my mail. She wasn't a very nice lady, but kids were real mean to her. Hell, my oldest threw a mallet at her. What the fuck? That was your kid? Shoulda known. Mr. Johnson, tell me, why are you here today? I was asked to be here today. And there's free beer. Okay, I have one question for you, Mr. Johnson. Shoot. Can you prove that Esme Bright wrote the letters? I, uh, not exactly. I've seen evidence, but it's not really my job to- I rest my case. Nothing further, Your Honor. I call Billy Parker of the Salmonville PD to the stand. My name's Billy Parker. Three murders as a prisoner, two as a citizen. What can I do you for? Mr. Parker, would you say the letter writer has affected you personally? Oh, yeah, I mean, those letters got into my head at eight years old, man. Real son of Sam shit. So it's safe to say you wouldn't have tried to murder your second grade teacher if it had not been for the letters? Well, yeah, sure. I mean, I always wanted to know what the inside of a head looks like, you know. Can't really blame that on the letters. Or all those animals I killed. Or the time I dunked my little brother's head in the tub and let him go at the last possible second. But, you know, it was mostly the letters. I call Randy Peterson to the stand, Your Honor. Hello, I'm Randy Peterson, the mayor. How are you? Mr. Peterson, you ran the investigation into the letter writer case. Do you believe that Esme Bright is the letter writer? Well, Mr. Baldridge, I believe in a lot of stuff, but I mostly believe that love always finds a way. I... what? I believe in love, Mr. Baldridge. Okay. But do you believe that Esme did it? Hmm? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. But that whole Beatrix thing might have some truth to it. Although I'm working with the state, so I probably shouldn't say that. No, Randy, you shouldn't. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. I promise I won't mention your affair with the court stenographer, though. You can count on me. Okay, I know it seems like this is going pretty fast, but we're actually on hour nine of the trial. Your Honor, <laughs> defense calls Donald Hemsworth to the stands. <laughs> Hemsworth, let me just start by saying that you are the most beautiful man I've ever seen. If I had a spouse, I would surely jeopardize our relationship for five minutes alone with you. However, you have routinely received correspondence from the letter writer, yes? That's right. For about a year back in 1973, the letter writer would send me pictures of his ass. 
Did you say his? Yes, I did. I have seen a lot of asses in my day. This ass was male. I'll ask the jury to remember this for our next witness. I rest. Mr. Hemsworth, are you single? Donald is not single right now. I would play the clip where he says that, but it, it, it just hurts me so much to hear that, that that fucking woman does not know what she has. I'll rest. Your Honor, we call the accused Esme Bright to the stand. All right, Michaela, with all due respect, hearing your voice in this government building for so long has started to make me feel like Bud Dwyer. So I'm just going to say my piece and then go back to sleep, okay? I am not the Salmonville letter writer. Beatrix Lamond is. She got some dirt on me and I played right into her little hands. In 1973, and a few times after that, Beatrix waited outside by a mailbox, made me come inside, and write out the letters with her. She dictated, I transcribed. You know, I didn't really mind blackmailing people, but I didn't have much of a choice. I would have gotten a lot more violent with it. And why come forward now? You've already pled guilty. (laughs) Well, yeah, jail rules. But I hate Beatrix. I want to make sure the world knows who the Lamans really are. Miss Bright... You're guilty. You know that. I know that. Xenu above knows that. You know, I thought I recognized you. Why try to pin such a thing on a poor, defenseless millionaire? Your Honor, can I have the right to respond in kind? Sure, I guess. Come here, you little freak, you stupid blonde bitch. I will kill you. Oh, my lord. My stars and stripes. Oh, my lord. Oh, heaven. Your Honor, in the interest of dramatic tension, we call Beatrix Lamont to the stand as our final witness. I was anxious to hear what Beatrix had to say. For months, she denied being the letter writer or even being directly related to the letter writer. With her entire fortune presumably at risk, she took the stand. Miss Lamond, Esme Bright has levied a serious accusation against you. Do you have anything to say in your defense? No, not really. I'll be honest, I've been here for more than 14 hours and I really could not care fucking less. So if admitting my guilt moves this along faster, fine. Wait, for real? Like you're just, you're saying that you're guilty? Oh yeah. You see, the letters were my fucking idea. I was 24 when I had the idea. I brought it to my grandfather, who loved blackmail, but he insisted it wasn't a good idea. He said people in Salmonville were too dumb to be blackmailed. So one night, I'm combing through my grandpapa's files, and I get to this one about Esme. Says she used to be really involved in Scientology. Level 18 threatener, whatever the fuck. People in Salmonville wouldn't like that. So I blackmailed her. I got the dirt for the letters, she delivered them without a trace. The letters worked too. I don't know why everyone made such a fuss. I have millions of dollars at my disposal, and I still tried to help this godless town. So fucking what? But your honor, Miss Feathers already asserted that the letters Donald Hemsworth has received are of a male ass. To be honest, I don't know a thing about that. Donald and I had a fling back in 71. I've been dating a guy from PETA that turned out to be into jazz music, so I slept with a butcher to get back at him. I don't know anything about the ass either. But believe me, I wish I did. Your Honor, I've lied to you today. Brandy, what? Those photos, they're... 
there of my ass. I just, I wanted Donald to know what I was working with. It all got sorta out of hand from there. I'm so sorry, Donald. It was you? God, I should have known. That ass was always so pasty. Did you get that sis checked out? Nope. Order. Wait, does this mean that Beatrix has to go on trial too? Rutherford, you're not a part of this case. You can't just yell out. I want to know, though. Well, legally speaking, uh, I think that this is a, a mistrial. Oh, so we like win. That's true. I don't know. Whatever. The, the jury's dismissed. What's going to happen to Beatrix now? Oh, she'll probably just pay the town off. What? Oh, yeah. You know how many people the Lamonts have killed? They usually just... Oh, there it is. Yep, Beatrix just Venmoed me some hush money. Ms. Bright, you are to be uh, released from prison immediately. What? Come on, are you fucking kidding me? I just got to the top of the ladder in there. You're the inmate running the prison? What about Mad Dog, dude? Solitary confinement. I slipped some acid in her breakfast and convinced her she was a glass of orange juice. <laughs> Not very smart, that one. <laughs> Dope. All right, Esme, the warden will give you a uh, spare set of keys. You can go back to the prison whenever. It doesn't matter. Another win for Michaela Feathers. Fuck you, Colton. You won't be saying the same thing at our divorce proceedings, Michaela. I still love you. And as far as Beatrix Lamont... Miss Lamont, you've admitted to some grave crimes today. You took a hostage. People died because of your letters. For that, I have to sentence you using the full power of the United States justice system. Oh, did the Venmo go through? I've got bad reception. Yeah, I just, yeah, don't worry. I just got it. You're free to go. We still on for Friday? I wouldn't miss it, dude. I just called my guy. Alrighty, people. Court is adjourned. What happened next touched my heart. But before we go, I just want to thank Rutherford Winchester for his tireless work. Without him, this mistrial could have never happened. In many ways, Rutherford is Salmonville's hero. He's also got a huge penis. Not so huge that it hurts, but big enough that it really gets the job done. Also, he was with me on May 23rd, 2021, so the Memphis Police Department has no fucking case against him. Okay, court's over. Thank you for using VoiceGenerator.com. It was actually over. The case was solved. There was no real justice when you get down to it, but it was solved. We know it happened, and that's really all that I promised. I didn't promise justice. But I did it. I really fucking did it. I got to the bottom of the Salmonville letter writer case. And now it's time to go back home and actually move on from this weird fucked up, coke-fueled, disgusting, very sexual journey that I had taken in Salmonville. Randy gave me a lift. <laughs> Pretty crazy day, huh? It took forever for those drugs to wear off, but I, I think the crazy part was actually the, the court and not the drugs. For once. Yeah, I guess. What do you mean? You sound a little glum. Well, Rutherford, didn't that seem a little rushed to you? Rushed? No. Really? I mean, you spent seven episodes expanding on this case, interviewing new people, connecting new dots, and then all of a sudden it gets closed? 
with a nice little bow on it? I mean, why would Beatrix just confess like that? It seems like lazy writing to me. Randy, you haven't made a meta joke once this whole time. Why are you doing it now? I suppose you're right. Hey, Rutherford, check the glove compartment. Oh, Christ. Randy, is that a flashlight? That... that does not look like it has been cleaned recently. No, under that. <gasps> Cruise, Cruise tickets! tickets! Oh, lighthearted ending time. That's right. Randy and I, who are now the best of friends, took a cruise together, and we had a ton of fun. Randy, Randy, have you tried this coconut milk? It's it's fantastic. I found it under a guy's bed. It, it's really thick, but I think it's coconut milk. You gotta try it, buddy. Rutherford, Rutherford, this is someone you gotta meet. This is Brandy, and we're getting married. Hey, wife number nine, that always works. We made new friends. We got kidnapped by pirates after falling overboard. I didn't push him, we fell. Please, please stop. Please, please don't please, shoot the gun. Please. please. Oh God, I, please. My friend is scared. I'm scared. Please don't shoot the gun. But we escaped. Oh, thank God we got out, right? I guess. Look, dude, buck up. Come on. Sure, they cut off your leg, but it's not like Brandy will love you any less. She stayed behind with the pirates. Uh, but then we got back to the cruise and we had a bunch more fun together. Randy, Randy, I, I fucking love you, man. I, I fucking love you too, man. You're the, you're, you're the best. I love you, Randy. I love you, man. Randy, buddy. Buddy. Buddy, listen, buddy. Buddy, we gotta start a podcast. That's what we gotta do. Yes! And we all lived happily ever after until the next season. Um, when, you know, when I bring it back. I, I really want to monetize this. I mean, I guess he was right. They they did all live happily ever after. I mean, Randy and I are lifelong friends now. Esme still runs the prison and fucks that guard's wife. Beatrix got away with her crimes because rich people should never, ever be held accountable for their actions. Now, I may be leaving Salmonville, but it's always going to be in my heart. I want to thank you all for coming on this journey with me. I've, I've really... I've loved hearing from you. I, I haven't read any of the responses, but I've, I love the idea that people are responding to what I'm doing. And I assume it's all positive. I have no reason to believe it, it wouldn't be, you know. But really, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for listening to the Salmonville Letter Writer. And even though this investigation might be over, this isn't the last time you're going to hear from me. I have a lot more stories to tell. Until next time. <laughs> <sighs> Until next time, I'm your host, Rutherford Winchester, and this is the Salmonville Letter Writer. 
I dude, I swear to God, I can see sound with my eyes. Well, thank you everybody for listening to the last episode of this season of the Salmonville Letter Writer. I'm Ben Loftus. I write the show and I play Rutherford Winchester. And I do plan on bringing the show back for another season, but we probably won't be in Salmonville. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter at Salmonville to learn more about what we'll be doing next. But in the meantime, I want to give a shout-out to this week's cast. And on Twitter, I'll be giving a more special shout-out to the main cast of of the show. But the Salmonville Letter Writer's artwork is done by graphic designer Haley Mulvey. You can contact her on Instagram for commission work at Haley Mulvey underscore design. The music in Salmonville is written and performed by Max Shulkoff. You can find him on Twitter at Carl Maximilian. This week's cast includes Jack Hamelberg on Twitter at Foxy Pancakes, Caleb Pitts on Twitter at BrainGetter. You can check out Caleb's podcast, Podcast About List, wherever you get your podcasts. Al Christakis on Twitter at Al Christakis, Jake McDowell on Twitter at SewerTeen69, Alex Lennon Simon on Twitter at Sheilaki Bookie, Callie Webb on Twitter at Old Pal Cal. You can listen to her podcast, My Friend Show the Show, on Apple Music and Spotify. Yasina Rigo on Twitter at Portuguese underscore Bruja. Riley Halliday, whose website you can visit at thriftsandprints.com or on Instagram at thriftsandprints. Alex Forrest on Twitter at HitchWillSmith. Alex and another cast member on the show, Neil Linsky, have a webcomic that you can follow on Twitter at People of Beer. Jamie Loftus at Jamie Loftus Help. You can listen to any of her podcasts, My Year in Mensa, Lolita Podcast, or The Bechtel Cast, wherever you get your podcasts. Mason Smith on Instagram at Mason E. Smith. You can check out his podcast, High Noon, wherever you get your podcasts. And lastly, Carter Hambly, who provided additional writing for the episode. You can find him on Twitter at Carter Hambly, or you can find him on TikTok, where a bunch of attractive people like him.